Well, hello again, and welcome to the Master Books Podcast. Today, Kristen Pratt is with me. She is the author of the Language Lessons for a Living Education series, and she's got a great surprise to give you today in our show. So stay tuned. You're going to love what she has to share. We are talking about how this series is designed to help your student learn to read, of course, learn to write, of course, communicate, of course, but most of all, learn to communicate through the word of God with God and be a living example of him here on this earth. So join me for today's podcast. And don't forget our big mega sale is happening Cyber Monday. All the details about that will be on our website as well in our, as our social media. So we look forward to seeing you for 25% off everything at masterbooks.com on Cyber Monday. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. So Kristen, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure, Jennifer. I'm so glad to be able to be here this morning with you. It's always fun. Yeah, thanks. So I want to remind everybody, Kristen works for New Leaf Publishing Group and Masterbooks. She is the Curriculum Development Manager. So she is behind the scenes on a lot of things that you and your family are using in your homeschool journey. So we really have Kristen to thank for the Masterbooks method, for the way many of the um, different curricula are are lined out the way that they are scheduled, the way that you experience them as grab and go. We really appreciate the fact that Kristen brought her expertise as a homeschool mom of nine children to the table, also as a um, reseller of homeschool curriculum before she came to Masterbooks. So she has a lot of experience that came together to produce, to help build the what you are using today in your family's homeschool journey. So thank you for all of that, Kristen. It's really been a blast. It's been an amazing process just to see the whole master books line come together and just bless so many families. Absolutely. You are known all over as the lady behind or the mama behind language lessons for a living education. And I'm so excited that it was voted as top ranked language arts curriculum in the homeschool industry this year. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to see that as well. And I think it just um, strikes at the practical nature mm -hmm. um, of the series. And then all of the, the scripture and the biblical foundation that's woven throughout, mm -hmm. it, it really just struck at the heart of what homeschoolers really need for their families. I love that. And you have a surprise for us. I know we're going to talk about it at the end, but right now language lessons goes through level six or the sixth grade type level. We don't do a lot of grades focused, but more of a level of education that the student is in right now. But we've got a surprise for you guys. She's going to be announcing something you're going to be really happy to hear toward the end of the show. So stay tuned. But right now I want to ask you about how you designed the course. 
why it is the way it is. What was your heart behind that? And who did you create this for? Okay. I created it for, for myself, to be honest. Let me go back a little bit. We, as you mentioned, we owned a curriculum business. Mm-hmm. Um, I reviewed so much curriculum and I would, o- we would only carry the curriculum that I would be comfortable using with my children. Now I might not have actually used all of it with my children, but they had to meet certain criteria. And the first one is that um, it doesn't go against scripture. Number one. Right. And so, you know, that cut even a lot of Christian curriculum mm-hmm. out or so-called Christian. And so um, that, that had to be, you know, the, the core of my standards Well, beyond that, there's educational approaches. And what I found lacking in the market was a mindset that each student is fearfully and wonderfully made. They're they're designed by God for for special purposes and plans and to reveal his glory. And just like our fingerprints are all different, our children are all different. But sadly, a lot of the curriculum that's out there is built in a model that really doesn't work. It doesn't respect the true wonder and design that God created us with. And so instead, we're left with this very recent, when you look at all of history and how children have been educated, it's really a recent mindset that we put children through these artificial grade levels, that they are expected to learn this exact thing at this exact time and to move up grade by grade, level by level across all these subjects in this very static artificial way as if they're robots. Yes. But the reality is our children are not little robots. You know, they have strengths, they have weaknesses, they have interests. Mm-hmm. And then we have families that are made differently. You know, they have their own strengths and weaknesses and difference, you know, based on how the Lord designed them and brought them together. Mm-hmm. And so this artificial way that we educate children just denies all of that, you know, and really, as we look at the brain science, um, it backs up that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that our children are unique by design and they don't learn in this artificial way that we have set up. So circling back to your question, that was my frustration. I had these very real children. Yes. And I'm looking at all of this curriculum that's designed in this artificial system that, you know, it just, it kind of works, but I wanted more for my children. Mm-hmm. And so really language lessons and my approach to it came from all those years of looking at a lot of curriculum and just never feeling satisfied with any of it. And so I just wanted to break it all apart and come up with a different kind of approach that would work for my own students. Right. Well, and you've got nine students or you have had over the years, nine different students. And so you've had students that probably were advanced in this area 
of language arts and some that were an average student in this area, maybe some that struggled, I'm not sure. But my next question is, how did you design it so that it will work for someone who has a child who's already reading, advanced in this area, loves to read, wants to read, and then maybe they also have a student who struggles in that area? Yeah, and, and that really hits at another issue that I came across with other curriculum. Mm -hmm. So what I found was it's either too sparse or they make every student go through pages of practice, regardless of whether they already knew it with mm -hmm. the first two problems, you know? And so really integrated into all of it is a flexibility. And I start right off with encouraging parents to make it theirs. You know, some of the curriculum, they're very, oh, you must do it my way, um, the way that it's presented. And I say, no, do it the way that works best for the way God designed your student, mm -hmm. your family. Um, so first of all, just giving parents permission to change it and mold it. Um, I've done that with my own students and I wrote the course. Right. So I change it to meet the needs of each student. So that's the very first thing. The mm -hmm. second thing is you mentioned on specifically reading. I did not, I purposely did not choose the books and the number of books for your student to cover as they're going through the course. So what I want parents to do is to choose the level based on their student's writing ability mm -hmm. because they can outline a plan for their students and their interests and their reading level. And so I do put reminders in there and I do have lots of helpful resources in the back. In fact, um, I use those with my students. So we, we pull out the reading list and it's, I, I prefer myself to have it all set up ahead of time um, for the school year and a plan in place. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that part of it all set up ahead of time this year. And again, that's where that flexibility comes in, just really encouraging families to be flexible. Mm -hmm. And my son came to me the other day and he said, you know, mom, I would really like to read, um, more like type classic books. He's, he's, got a real gift for understanding language and that sort of thing and mm -hmm. more complex topics. Mm -hmm. And so um, I immediately started putting together, okay, here's a list of ideas, but I wanted it to be very well-rounded and of course, biblically based. And so the two of us just, you know, started this discussion of some possible things he might be interested in. And so we added all these things to the list that's found in the back of the book of language lessons. And he's actually, um, I don't have a level of language lessons for him right now. So he's doing writing strands, but I grabbed one of my language, language lessons books and pulled it out. Um, I actually keep my language lessons on hand for that purpose because I still go back and pull stuff out even as they go into the middle school and high school years. Okay. Because it's all so handy. And mm -hmm. so I still work from those premises. And so that's how you make the, this course. There's lots of little things like that that you can do to make the course yours. Well, that's great. That's great to, to know that even as they 
grow and move forward, that you still have these foundational truths you can go back to if you see there's a gap or they don't quite remember. I would, I need those today in this job. I need you to point out, okay, in language lesson six, Jennifer, you need to go back and study this thing because you're missing it. But I love that your student, your own student came to you and wanted to read things that were important to him. And how wonderful that in the homeschool, the design of homeschooling, that you love him and he has the freedom to say, I'd rather be reading something like this. That would never happen in school, you know, and they would go home and maybe have so much homework that they wouldn't even have time or the brain space to want to read something extra. They might be so overwhelmed by school and homework that when they're finished, they just want to do video games or hang out with their friends but there's space in homeschooling for them to explore those interests. Absolutely. And, you know, by keeping the lessons shorter, it allows mm -hmm. for that, which is, is really fantastic. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to mention is that was a piece that was really missing in the homeschool curriculum market because so many of them say, okay, you have to, you have to read these books in this timetable, mm -hmm. you know, and they're, they're books. Some of them were books that I don't want my kids reading. Right. Um, or my kid is either bored because they're an advanced reader and these books are too simple and mm -hmm. easy, or they're way over my kid's head or speed is an issue for mm -hmm. some kids they may it may be completely at their level they may love the topic and be interested but they need more time you mm -hmm. know they instead of reading the book in a day or a week they may need two weeks and so you know that that's where my heart is in this curriculum you know i didn't i couldn't find curriculum that was flexible to meet the needs of my students that are all over the board with their interest and their abilities. So and they're, they're the way God designed them to be, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's, I want to create curriculum that respects God's design, that honors God's design. That is brilliant. That makes me so happy to work for a company that the driving force behind the education that we're putting the tools of education we're putting in the hands of the Masterbooks families that it is designed to really work for them, to really work not just for their academic success too, but also for them to have this love of God and this confidence in reading and this confidence in this joy in learning, all of it working together for their good and the good of the kingdom. Yeah, I, I want to make learners. Mm -hmm. I want kids to graduate with a love for learning, a love for communicating what they have learned. Mm -hmm. And so they can share the gospel. They can point to a God who is good. Mm -hmm. So they have the experiences and the love to be able to share these things to their generation. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Well, how would this series have helped your own students who didn't get a chance to go through it? How would it have impacted them um, better than their, the experience that they had 
as compared to your students who have been able to go through it? It would have been a game changer. Really? Um, yeah, it really would have been a game changer. I was in a position of leadership in our homeschool uh, group, plus, you know, having our own curriculum business. So I was asked all the time and I never had a good answer because I never had a language arts curriculum that I felt met the needs of my own students. Mm. And so I, I think that I could have better tailored their education as it was, I put together my own program mm -hmm. for each of my kids, but I could have done it so much more effectively and efficiently. And I feel like they would have gone farther with less pain, <laughs> with fewer pain points. Sure. That makes total sense. And that helps me um, it reminds me what I wanted to ask you next, which is what if somebody is teaching sixth grade, third grade, first grade, all at the same time, how does language lessons, what does that look like for a family, for the mom, for whomever is teaching them? Well, first of all, the, the lessons are not hours long. Okay. Um, they're, they're shorter. And so that's the beauty of using shorter lessons um, for the mom. Mm -hmm. But the fantastic thing is the brain science says that the kids actually retain more through shorter lessons. Oh, and so it's that. a win-win. It's a win-win yeah. all the way around. And then it's even better when you're homeschooling multiple students. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would really encourage families to look at the resources in the back of the book mm -hmm. to make an environment of education where the student is as responsible as possible for their education. And so that's where that schedule in the front of the book comes in. Um, that's extremely helpful. Students can check it off. Mom can look over, make sure that they've done their work, but it gives structure to, to her day. Okay. And so when you have multiple children, you need that. Now, I know that there's a lot of families that will combine subjects. Mm -hmm. Math and language arts are a lot harder to um, combine and do together. Now, um, language lessons, the levels, at least I'd say two through six, it's not a perfect lineup, but generally speaking, each each first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, they're going to be studying similar topics. And so sometimes it can actually help the younger students listening as mom is going over something maybe an older student doesn't completely understand and even vice versa. It's good reminders as mom is going over younger students. And the other thing about language arts is that topics are, are covered every year because it's really hard for kids to get grammar and concepts like that into their long-term memory. And that's mm -hmm. why just about every language arts curriculum out there covers these topics repeatedly. You know, you're going to, you're going to learn about verbs, you know, every mm -hmm. year. And there's a reason for that. And that's just, it just takes time. You know, a student might grasp it when they're doing it, and then forget it two weeks later, sure. you know, or they start this whole school year. They did great the previous year and they've forgotten it all again. That's mm -hmm. okay. That's why there's review built in and that's why they cover it year to year, but it also makes it great 
um, when you're teaching multiple levels, because all of your kids need to remember what a noun is, what a verb is, sentence structure, things like that. And mm-hmm. so it's, they're more like overlapping as they go mm-hmm. versus these stair steps, um, like I mentioned. Um, right. and so your students are going to just be repeating that. The other thing that they can utilize is, um, that often gets overlooked, and that's all the games in the back of the book. And so um, it's helpful to put an older student in charge of a game, even if it's for a younger student and not, and something that they've already mastered, Mm -hmm. it's still review and it's still helping them to put it into words as they're setting up the game and working with the younger student. That's a neat idea. I love that. And I love that there are games because that just helps make learning more fun. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was thinking about when you talked about how each level goes back and reviews topics so that it keeps being built into their mind and their system, how to use it, why to use it over and over again. It reminded me of how we're supposed to just keep studying the Bible. We may have read it through. We may have studied John 15 six times in the last 20 years, but it doesn't mean we don't need to go back to it because- Absolutely. We forget our faith leaks a little bit. We need that reminder, you know, because we have something new we're facing in our lives. And so it's a great, um, for me, word picture or lesson of how it's just important just to keep learning. It's okay if things kind of get fuzzy and you need to go back and review it. I love that. I absolutely love that. And while there's a place for memorization in Mm -hmm. scripture, as well as you know, in your language lessons, um, there's also something about just going in and reading and applying it. And so that's, you you need to have a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I love how you designed language lessons with activities that really helps them synthesize the word of God into their lives, like writing the Psalms. The psalm writing has blessed me so much. Me too. I don't get to, you know, see every post and, you know, everything Mm -hmm. that's in Facebook and in the app. I don't, you know, I just don't have time, you know, and on all the other social media platforms that we're, that we're in. But when I do all, it's just, my heart is just so warmed by it. I, that's probably the most favorite thing, the most favorite feedback. And the thing that I just look back at and say, I'm so glad that the Lord inspired me to put that into this, this, you know, the levels of this course. Absolutely. Explain that a little bit. What, how, what's happening? Why, why are you having them write their own Psalm? Well, you know, I believe firmly that the word of God is not a band-aid to on, to apply on top of our lives. Mm-hmm. The word of God is more like a good cup of tea. Mm-hmm. The tea is infused into our lives. You know, God's glory is everywhere. And he's just so good. Even in the hard things, he uses them in our life for his glory. And so, you know, these concepts should not be this separate thing. And so I wanted to bring in our worship 
to teach students how to use what they're learning in language arts, mm -hmm. in their communication skills, and immediately apply it to their worship. Mm -hmm. And so what better model do we have than the Psalms, where David is expressing so much? I mean, there's depth of mourning. There's depth of regret. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, just these giant things in front of him. There's burdens. And yet there's so much praise given to God and him turning over. Okay, God, I'm going to trust you in this. It's just, there's so much depth in that. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to use the Psalms as a model for students to express themselves to the Lord. That's beautiful because who, I mean, what greater reason to learn language arts than to be able to communicate with the most high God, your own creator to worship him and say, look, I see that you did this. I yes. see that you can do this for me. I see that you will do this for me, you know, and sharing testimonies of it. And that's what is so sweet to me is seeing their tender hearts for the Lord and their little basic sentences and their little basic poetry, just the sweetest little out of the mouth of babes comes this example of how to be a child before the Lord, how to be his little child in faith. That really is what keeps me going. Mm. That's my why. It really is my oh. why. And I just, I just love it. I just love it. It excites oh. me about this series. That's awesome. Well, so you are married to the president of Masterbooks. And so you know about every resource we have. You've seen the catalogs. You hear about them every day. You're a part of developing the curriculum. But I'm wondering if you have a particular favorite. Last time you were on the show, you shared one of your favorites with us, which was the Henry Moore Study Bible. But today I'm wondering if there's a new, not maybe new resource, but something different you want to share from the Masterbooks catalog with the moms of Masterbooks or anybody listening that would have a terrific impact on their faith and their family? Well, like you said, I shared the Henry Moore Study Bible. That's just a staple up there on my shelf, um, mm -hmm. you know, so I can grab it quick, look things up. Um, that's all, that's always my my absolute favorite. But as I'm, you know, as I'm going through different phases of life, working through different projects, I'm touching a lot of different books from master books. Um, and this one is one recently that I have discovered it's, it's heavy. <laughs> I'm going to warn you. Yeah. <laughs> it is a doozy. So I'm going to lift it up. I got to move a little bit over because it's so big. I got to make room in the screen. Okay. So get there ready for this is. one. The Pilgrim's Progress. So right. this, this is a classic edition of mm -hmm. Pilgrim's Progress. But I have to tell you, there's far more in this um, than just the Pilgrim's Progress. I'm going to open it up just to a page of the Pilgrim's Progress and show. For okay. my older eyes, I love the larger print, but it's a reproduction right. of oh, a beautiful type version of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so beautiful. I love it for that reason. I love that it's a coffee table type thing that you can just set it out mm -hmm. and let people pick it up and just kind of flip through it. But there's another reason that I really love it. Something that people might not be aware of 
is John Bunyan was a prolific writer. And so we know him mostly by Pilgrim's Progress, but there's this nice little insert that, that comes with it. So I'm going to read off from it. So okay. this book includes nine historical books written by and about John Bunyan. So there's so much information just about his life that's fascinating, that's encouraging. I just love it. Um, and then there's there's a lot of writing that was written by him that okay. some of it is so deep that you could just spend months, I think, just mm-hmm. reading and rereading and, um, you know, looking things up in the word. But let me list off what's in this. There's the Pilgrim's Progress, the Holy War, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners, the Imprisonment and Release of John Bunyan, Bunyan's Dying Sayings, Christian Behavior, the Barren Fig Tree, Bunyan's Last Sermon, and the Water of Life. Wow. There is just so much in it. I mean, I'm just seeing morning baskets. I'm Mm -hmm. seeing just quiet time. I'm seeing couples reading. Sure. I'm seeing people, visitors, just opening it up and looking at it and Mm -hmm. looking, even their images, um, you know, they're, they're, they're classic older images, but I love the examples of artwork. This is the very first one. Oh, it's beautiful in full color. For those of you who are listening and not watching the YouTube video, she's showing some of the inside, which you can go to the product page at masterbooks.com. I'll have the link in the show notes where you can download a free preview, PDF preview, and look at the inside and see how it's written, how it's basically a copy of the original font, the original text, and also the beautiful artwork in it. Yeah, I, I've just, I've just loved it. I, you know, and honestly, I haven't looked at this book. Mm-hmm. I barely knew it existed <laughs> that we, that we carried it. Yeah. And so I just feel so excited. I, I just, I'm falling in love with this book. Well, tell us why you've been looking at it. You, we, we've been teasing a little bit of a secret that we were going to release today. So tell us why you're digging into Pilgrim's Progress. Yes, there's actually a reason. And <laughs> I have sticky notes actually in this that I folded in so I could showcase the book. Um, yeah, there really is a specific reason. So the Pilgrim's Progress is going to be a very important part of language lessons level nine. Oh, nine. Nine. And if there's a level nine coming, guess what? There's going to be a level seven and eight as well. That's so we're, exciting. We're actually working. I have two very talented co-writers, mm-hmm. um, which maybe sometime you can have as guests on your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have these, I have these two co-writers that are fantastic. I have to tell you, I am so blessed by our two, by Rachel Smith and Sarah Gable. They are working with me. They Mm -hmm. understand the vision and the heart of language lessons Mm -hmm. and they are taking it to places that I just love. I I'm just so excited about it. And so we're, because I have two co-writers, Um, I'm working with them both in tandem. 
So levels seven and nine will roughly be released around the same time. Nine could make it out before seven, maybe seven before nine. I don't know. Um, but they're because we're both we're working on them both at the same time. Okay. So I have I should. ooh, I wasn't even planning this. <laughs> I forgot that I have it. I have a this is even more special. So I have a sneak peek. Now these are nowhere near ready or anything, but let me find some files here real quick. Okay. So here is a sneak peek of the design and layout for yeah, level seven. For that's level seven. Okay. That's level seven. And let me see if I can find, let's see, I, my stuff is just kind of thrown in here. I should have had it ready for you. Um, let's see here. This one is level nine, but I'm going to go to a different page just to be able to show something a little bit different, but I am super excited because this design that just recently, I mean, we're talking, we're still, we're still in the nuts and bolts of going over and refining it. Okay, mm -hmm. This is the looking for for level nine this is the picture oh, study okay beautiful so yeah. what happens with the picture study um they're going to identify and describe the scene that they're mm -hmm. seeing so rather than just giving a few details and looking at it um they're actually at level at the level nine they're going to put it into like a paragraph form to describe mm -hmm. it um, which is the aim in all of this is to help students to put into words what they're seeing. And so we want them to pay attention to those details and, and then be able to translate those details into their writing. Gotcha. That's a great. So that's what's happening on that day. So yeah, it. exciting sneak peek right Yay. here for those that are watching the video. Such an exciting opportunity for people who have been begging for more levels of language lessons since you started the series. And God bless you for writing it in the midst of an incredible time in your life where you were homeschooling, I don't know how many children at that time, and working for New Leaf Masterbooks and going through your own cancer journey. So thank you for the great sacrifice that you've made for Master Books, the families of Master Books, the people of God. And then I'm so excited that you've got time and space and co-writers to help you finish it out. So how many levels are you thinking it'll go to eventually? It's going to go all the way through grade 12. Oh, that's mm -hmm. such an exciting time. Thank you, Kristen, for talking to us today about language lessons, your heart for it, how you designed it, how it's going to help the homeschool family. And I just want to Ask the Lord to bless you and your family so richly, so abundantly for all that you have done to reward you for what you have done for the families of Master Books. And then also bless you, the listener, and your family with excellent communication skills by the power of the Holy Spirit through every avenue he wants to bring into your family and your lives to be able to communicate with the Lord in reading his word and, and listening to him, knowing him knowing his voice in your life, and also just being able to worship him and pray in ways that you never dreamed were possible. And I know that he is the God who will answer that prayer. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or imagine by his strength at work within us. 
or his own glory. So we pray that that is exactly your experience and we will see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Master Books podcast. This was fun and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.